eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, let's do it. We do a podcast for you. Sometimes it's cut up into like 17 different parts. I don't know. But that is what it is. And here we are. Al, what's up? Here's what I know, Jerry. We now went we went from 100,000 downloads to half a million in <laughs> one month. We are kicking ass and taking names in the podcast world, Jerry Reco. Whatever works, man. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, I uh, I tweeted this out earlier today. And I, I, I really, and I've said this before, but, but, but Twitter is dead. It is yes. just dead. And people are blaming it on uh, baseball being gone for a couple of days. No, it's been no. dead for a couple of weeks, couple months. It just is dead. Yes, maybe that's we, why. What's his name backed out? Uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, that's a good Possible. point. He probably looked at it and was like, "These are all fake accounts. It's dead." What's next, Jerry? Do we go to TikTok? Where do we Where do we take our talents? I'm good. Oh, you're. Good. I don't want anything. Matter of fact, with you're trying the, to bail out of stuff. Well, so I created a Facebook account five years ago so I could create a baseball page for my team. Yeah, um, for practice scheduling and just so you know posts so they knew what was going on and videos and stuff like that it's over in about three weeks i'm deleting my account as soon as i'm done with it i'm good i don't i'm fine i do i do like facebook for like looking at the bradley beach facebook group like your hometown groups are fun sure or local or interest you have like i i am a part of a bunch of different greyhound groups you know because yes if your dog has certain you know these breeds have certain experiences and you look for advice and that sort of thing but other than that you're right, like the baseball team one, that's a good idea. Now that you're saying it, I probably got to stay on it for the Cornhole League. Right, Cornhole League. That. Yeah. Uh. But at least you don't get bogged down in following things from people you don't. No, I don't even look at it, Get really. caught up in. I don't even look at it, to be honest. Yeah, I look like that for my sisters and their families, sure. what they're doing. Well, and wasn't that the whole purpose yeah, of Yeah, that it was. But that was like, friend me, friend me. Yeah. It's just like LinkedIn. Like, I'm on LinkedIn just to have a page. Right. But I get all these, like... 
accept me into your group. You have nothing to do with the business I'm in. This is a business. I know, but you're page. a public figure, and people. Oh, I'm public, Jerry. Want to? They want to be part of you. I mean, we did a whole segment on the podcast the other day about attractive or unattractive uh, private parts. I didn't get a single tweet about it. Not no. a single. No, nothing. What do we have to do here? Well, I mean, what, you want to start the conversation on social media? Do you really want to start typing that stuff? About No, I don't. But I would expect somebody. But you know what? To go back to your original point, there are segments on this show that we know is getting very high ratings. We do some great stuff. You go out there, nothing. No reaction. Yeah, no. I think people are over Twitter. I think it's a good spot. To get information. Yes. And to read things. But I was the, just going to uh, say, it's a read media now. Yeah, it's not like an interactive thing anymore. doesn't seem like it. It doesn't Does. really get involved because, yeah, I just I just got to look at it that way. Which I'm fine with. I, I you know, whatever. I don't care. Yes. So I I'm agree right with you, that. Jerry. You're I'm good right. with it. Yes, I am good with that. So are you, uh, at the towards the end of the show, we are talking about Elton John's playing uh, MetLife yes. Stadium. And, and we I'm were, waiting to hear from my wife because she likes Elton John. Yeah. It was very nice that they gave offered us the Somebody tickets. Somebody offered us uh, the uh, tickets. And I didn't see her yesterday, so I didn't even respond. I figured yeah. someone would take the tickets, and then they were still available. And I saw her for 30 seconds last night after Cornhole, and I forgot to ask her. And then this morning, I'm waiting for her. She had an appointment this morning at 9 o'clock at the doctor, so as soon as I hear from her, I will, I will see if she wants to go. So it's from a company that likes us. Yeah. And uh, they have uh, four extra seats in their box. And there's no uh, food or drink in the box, but oh, they're box fine. seats. Yeah. I Now, Gio said this on the show, and I believe he was serious, and it kind of threw me off. He said he would think about it if there was food and f- free food and drink in the box. Oh, that to me doesn't mean anything. Yeah, same here. I would just go get, a, go get beers or yeah. something on my own. To me, actually, I kind of like it that nope. what is going on out there. There seems to be some sort of tour, Jerry. Nice. I look at business it, people. I look at it this way. Yeah. You've got um, a crazy audience. And I know Elton John's not, you know, it's not Megadeth. I know that. And it's not some but it's crazy a lot of concert, people. but it's a lot of people. It's going to be outside. It's going to be hot as hell. This is an air-conditioned suite to watch the concert in. I don't care about the food. It doesn't mean a damn thing to me. Go buy it. Right. No big deal. You're getting the damn tickets for free. I will tell you, I was uh, checking out the set lists. Yes. Uh Solid. It's, I mean, really yeah. great songs. You don't even you wouldn't songs. go with us if we went? Um, Well, Gina's going to be in Italy I know again. That. Maybe. I mean, it's me and Kim. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, someone's interested. Oh, oh, oh maybe. So. If the tickets are still available and you don't have another couple. I will. I would ask her that first. Obviously, love lies bleeding in my hand. I was. I leave very early though. Oh, that's all right. That's <laughs> I like all right. to tailgate. Oh, you leave early to go. At, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. I thought you meant you leave the concert really. I early. could do that too. So I want to get home. <laughs> Especially if see here's the here's the only issue for us. Yeah. Is we do have a we have a tournament this weekend again. Games on Saturday are at eight a.m. and ten a.m. There's a chance we play at 9 a.m. in Edison on Sunday morning. In that case, I'm leaving the concert when I think there's about three songs left. So well, I get the hell out of there. Well, this is the great thing these days about setlist being online. Like there's a there's a website called setlist.fm and it's they do all the setlists for all right. the concerts. 
So like Elton John in particular, I was looking, I said, well, let me look at like his last three stadium shows, mm-hmm. got the set list. So I know what the encores are. Are the encores basically the same? Yeah, they've been the same. Really? It's a three song encore. So you know when he says goodbye and before the encore, you could bail because it's the the song he's doing with Dua Lipa, okay. uh, Cold Heart, right? one of his old, I old songs. I don't care for it's it It's fine, either. but I don't need to hear it. Uh, another song, which I don't remember, and then Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, which I love, but would be willing to sacrifice. Yes, so would I. For an hour and a half of traffic. Correct. And getting out of a 70,000 yes. car parking lot. Yes. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. So, uh, boy, I got to tell you, though, Elton John in the heat outside, he's going to be in trouble. That's, and he's it's not the po- healthiest man. And Saturday's going to be hot. Yeah. So I don't Someone's know. Someone's gonna have to host him down. Thing. What the hell time is he going on? Nine o'clock? Ten o'clock? I bet you he's an eight o'clocker. So it's done by nine thirty, yeah. nine forty. Ten o'clock, probably 10. ten. Okay. So that's something. All right, what else did I write down here, Jerry? Um Oh, have you do you remember in the early days of ES I believe it was the early days of ESPN. They used to run Denise Austin yes. aerobics. Yes. I do. On the beach. Right, and you were how, uh, this is the early 80s, mid-80s, early um, 80s? I would say a little later than that, because for me, early 80s was Jack LaLanne still. Okay, on ESPN, or they, he was just on the regular? I just remember, I remember Denise Austin, I, for me, it might have been there. I remember yeah. her more late 80s, early 90s. I remember finding her super attractive. Yeah, she's cute. When I was like 12 or 13. I just saw videos and pictures of her on the runway with her 29-year-old daughter. Yeah. Who's doing fitness, too. Yeah. She's a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Her daughter. Yeah. Denise Austin is 65 years old. Yeah. Jerry, when I tell you I had to look closely to see who was who, I'm not lying to you. I know. That doesn't surprise me. What in the hell? Well, how many times? Like, I had to look facially, like, close up yep. on their faces to see who was 65 and who was 29 because as we've discussed many, damn jerry as we've discussed many times and you would be the classic example of it the more you work out and the, the fitter you keep yourself the younger you're going to remain and appear yeah she's got it going she's on lived a life of fitness yeah she looks tremendous yeah i'm not it doesn't surprise me it really doesn't you know if you think about what we've had conversations about numerous times. Our grandparents didn't exercise, ate terribly, drank a lot, and smoked. And you wonder why they looked at 50 like you look at 90 now. But they lived, Jerry. They were living. Yeah, to a point. To smoking. A point. Drinking. Well. Eating bad meat. Yeah. I, yeah. See, I'm not into the eating the bad meats. Yeah, I'm with you. No, thanks. By the way. You know, I'm, like, obsessed with food now, like yes. ingredients and things. So I happened to see yesterday. Which I had a very good day yesterday, by the way. Right. Well, yesterday you had a you had a bag of uh, chicken on your desk. Uh, uh, Purdue um, strips of uh, chicken. That was, that was last week. Last week. <laughs> last week, Jerry, you had a bag of uh, Purdue uh, strips. I did, yes. Do you know even that's not good? Yes, I do. That does not surprise me. Because I... You know, but it, see, this is where they fool us, because the packaging on that. Yeah. Sliced grilled chicken. How could it be bad? Sliced grilled chicken. Right. I know. And then you look at the ingredients. Yeah. It's more than sliced grilled chicken. It's like 
soy. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing? The way I Come look, on, Purdue. I'm looking at it, especially last week when I bought that bag, in yeah. steps. Yes. Oh, yeah, Here, definitely. Here's what it's better than. Yes. It's better than the chicken parm sub leftover. <laughs> or the vending machine. Yeah, or the vending machine. So I yeah, it's not perfect, and I know that, but it's a lot better than some of my alternatives. Right, but that's the type of thing like I wouldn't even cross my mind to look at Why the ingredients. You? Why would you? I'd th- it's grilled chicken. I wouldn't even think they'd have ingredients listed. Right, it's chicken. chicken. Right. No, it's it does not surprise me at all. Those not freaks. even in the least. Then I was seeing a couple stories. So there's companies now, Starbucks, one of them, uh, Target, I think, uh, and Walmart, others. Is these companies are pulling out of uh, dangerous cities now. Oh, really? Like New York is listed as a city where no like kidding. Starbucks is pulling. Yeah. And they, the, 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 I heard audio of the Starbucks guy. I think it was like leaked audio. The CEO or something? Yeah. One of those guys we were just talking that was like an in, in, internal message and thing about that they're profitable stores, but that the people that run the stores and work there are afraid. I get for it. For their lives. What was the issue in Manhattan last week or two weeks ago at the one place? It was like a smash and grab. Yeah, yeah. But what was the name of the place? I forget the name of the place. Was it a food place or yeah, was it? A... It was a fast food place. Yeah. And then they said the employees don't want to come back. Like, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't either. I always wondered, like, even in, let's say, Times Square in New York City, there used to be like a Toys R Us there. There's like big sto- Macy's. The amount of shoplifting that lifting that think. has to go on there. Like and how is, I would think that's built right into the annual budget, unfortunately. But how do they afford? Like Macy's is an enormous store, and if you're in the middle of Times Square where Toys R Us yeah. was, like how are they? It just doesn't make sense. Like, why would you put your store there? Do they look at it like it's just a big advertisement for I think all the? A couple of things. I think number one, it is an enormous advertisement that millions of people are seeing every day and walking past, and if you take shots of. Uh, on TV at yeah. Times Square, your billboard and your store well, fronts I think is if there. You're, right. And so I would think, in a lot of cases, to me, advertising is, it's it's overkill. But in a case like Macy's, you're at a mall and you're looking at JCPenney, Macy's, or whatever. I can't even think of another place that they're all Boscov's. The first place I'd go to is Macy's because I think, wow, Macy's. I just do. Right. Um, that said, I think it's that. And I also do think the amount of merchandise they sell is off the charts. Now, I'm sure they still get a lot stolen, too, but I think you have a lot of undercover shoppers. I uh, mean, uh, security. I think you've got cameras all over the place now. You have probably security at the door, I would think, and yet stuff's still disappearing. So I think it's kind of the cost of doing business. I hate that phrase, but I think in this case, it's probably true. Yeah, and I think some of the stores, like in some cities, I know definitely San Francisco, where they they don't chase you down for robbing stores, those are the, those are the cities that they're trying to yeah. get out of. I, I understand. I totally You can't understand. be a Walgreens and be told you're not supposed to chase down somebody who's robbing your store. It's scary right now. Very weird. It really is. It's very uh, weird. Lawlessness is not good. Yeah. Not good. That's why we live in New Jersey where we have laws. Well, New Jersey has their issues too. <laughs> yeah, we de- we definitely have cities and parts of city- other cities that are terrible. Yeah. Tough stuff. It really is. Tough conversation to have. Yeah. Now. Uh, we also talked on the program today about e-bikes, the electronic bikes. You okay. interested in that at all? No. Of getting on a bike that's that's a battery no, I'd powered. Get on a motorized scooter, then. Mm, like a a, a, a moped. 
I like those. Like a gas? I do like those, but I also like the electric scooters that are in these big cities now. Oh, okay. The ones that you stand on. Love those. Yeah. Those are fun. I did that when I was in Atlanta for the Super Bowl. I used them a few times. Yeah, we videoed. I remember videotaping you on the scooter. And then I used it a lot in Indianapolis for the Big Ten tournament, which is easier than... It just was. It was cold, so just hop on that. I was the arena in ninety seconds instead of a fifteen minute walk. It was awesome. And then you dropped it wherever. You, yeah, drop it, take a picture of it. Done. I've so seen, easy. Do you see those in any cities near where you live? No, I have not. Um, you know where they're at? Rutgers University. The campus has them. I've seen them there. Yeah, not that I need them there, but I've seen them there now. Yeah, they have them in uh, Asbury Park, but I I've think never. They're awesome. Yeah, I've never. I feel like there's a learning curve with them, like even, really not. even figuring out how to get one, like you get an app. Well, that it, takes a second, but it really is step-by-step step with the app. Once you scan it, and now you got to put your credit card information in because i got to bill you, but once you do all that, it's so simple. You scan the barcode, the thing lights up, you click accept, you get on it, and it's basically pull the lever to go, hit the brake to stop. It's not that hard, and, and then you can wh- draw how fast you go. Then where do you drop it off? Anywhere you want. And then when you drop it off, you have to check. You have to take a picture of it. That you didn't where you... basically throw in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> you take a picture of it on the sidewalk in the with the kickstand. Okay. And then you hit submit and you're done. And it knows the location yes. based on? By GPS, it's got the location. <laughs> so great. I just get to Asbury Park with my thing. Uh, um, okay, I'm where I need to go. I just throw it in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, then you're being charged about four grand for the scooter, probably. Yeah, those are cool. They are. I love those things. The e-bike, I don't get the e-bike. It's a moped. Then buy a moped. Like, I don't know. And you know what's funny to me, too? I noticed this when I went to the, um, the Carton and Roberts comedy show a couple weeks ago. They kill us for, not us, but got to put a helmet on if you're on a bike in Jersey. Got to wear a, meantime, you can go get a city bike. No one's got carrying no helmets. helmets with them. No, you're and right. People are zipping down these Manhattan streets. You're gonna go in the you're wrong You're going way. to die. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Yes, you are signing your death certificate. God, it's unbelievable. It really is. Have I you like... seen those things? Uh, the remote controlled skateboards that people ride I have sometimes. Not. No, so I'll see that too down the shore where people are on their their own skateboards. They're not like to be used by the public. Mm-hmm. They're just. But is an app on the phone that controls so that's electric health. too? Yeah. Wow. That's like a battery operator. Then you control the speed and all based using your phone. Wow. That's that seems dangerous. New. You think that? And the weirdest thing that I see around is these. Like I could only say they're similar to a unicycle, but you're standing. It's your two legs are like this, and there's a a center wheel. Oh yeah. yeah. That oh, is, I've seen those. How would someone balance Friend of mine, one of uh, Joseph's friends has them, and they're awesome at it. They're nine, they're 9 and 10 years old, 9 and 12. Yeah, when people are good at it, it, it looks it's cool. It's impressive. And then you try and get on it, dude. Is that called a Segway, a small little Segway? I don't know. I, called? I, I thought the Segways had the handlebars. Yeah, but I think. Uh, yeah, those things are wild. I think They I, look like just like a wheelie. I, I will say the people I see on those things always have helmets on. I've not seen anybody cruising around one of those. Yeah, the Segway, you're right, has unicycle. the handles. But I think that's what these are without the handles. Okay. I'm almost certain of it without. Those Segways themselves never caught on. They were too big. Yes. I might get myself a scooter. Yeah, here it is. It's called the Segway. It's, yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, well, this one's calling it a Segway. This other thing's calling it a hoverboard. A Segway hoverboard. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know. That could be true. Because you put your two feet on the side of the big wheel. Yes. 
It's pretty wild and pretty cool. I see somebody, a woman jogging on the boardwalk, juggling. Why? While she's running. Okay. I don't know if like it it distract <clears throat> if it distracts her. Well, I guess instead of listening to her, you know, her ear pods, she's juggling. Yeah. To each their own. I, you know, whatever. It's a little weird. Uh, a little weird, yes. A little weird to but see. But I'm sure you see a lot of weird things like that. that I do. Uh, two things in particular that come to mind. There's a, a and this is the same guy in town, on, the, on a busy Saturday yeah. on Ocean Avenue. He jumps rope down the middle of the road. Okay, that's normal. I also same that saw the same guy playing with children's bubbles in the middle of the road on a busy Saturday in Bradley Beach. You don't know what's going through people's heads. I have man. no idea what's going on there. I was going to go down and videotape, and I was like, you know, this guy can just punch me right in the face. Yes. And then take your phone and throw it in the ocean. <laughs> Along with the, the scooter I'm on. By the way. Very, very satisfying trip to the store yesterday. What'd you get? So Kim's iPhone 11 just completely crapped out. So what store is this? It's T-Mobile. Okay. So we go over. I'm like, all right, get the 13. I mean, whatever, get the 13. So she you know, takes her phone out. She got the one she wanted. It's fine. Start doing the whole transfer thing. And the guy's looking at her bill. He goes, who's the smart one in this family? And she goes, what does that mean? So I'm looking at your bill. He goes, clearly someone here has a brain because I see a droid user or Android, whatever. And her face, I knew she was annoyed. I'm like, well, that would be me. He goes, oh, yeah, what do you have? And I point. he goes, ah, the Samsung Galaxy. He goes, smart. And then he, like, wasn't even talking to her. So now we're having a conversation. And he then proceeded to explain, and I, I should have, I wish I had a recorder going. He gave the pluses and minuses of iPhone to Samsung. All right. And it was awesome. And he's like, but they want me to sell the iPhone. He goes, it's kind of what it is. And, you know, so I don't, if you come in for an iPhone, I'm not going to try and sell you the Samsung. But if you come in for the Samsung, I'm going to try and sell you the iPhone. It was very really? interesting. And then he was saying, like, he said that, like, the transfer process with Apple is the best he's ever seen. But then he was talking about all the crap they pull by changing the plugs, doing this to make you have to come in and buy a new one. And, like, he had all these different things. And she's like, are you telling me to buy the Samsung you know, as the thing is basically completely transferred. He goes, no. He goes, you're good. Just, you know, whatever. Enjoy it. He goes, I don't know why you got your kids' iPhones, though. I'm like, see? <laughs> it was awesome. She didn't talk to me the whole ride home. <laughs> do you like T-Mobile? I do. Yeah, very much so. I have no issues with it. They used to be like a joke. I used to think like when I used to uh, screen phone calls and yeah. someone had a bad line, I'd, I'd ask them if they had T-Mobile. Yeah, yeah. But over the years, like I've seen their commercials, it seems like they're on the same network as yes. Like I feel like I've been with Verizon for since I came Mm -hmm. back to New Jersey, two thousand one. If I were to switch, I'd go T Mobile now. Yeah, I won't. I only went to T Mobile because the customer service at the Verizon store we used was so horrendous. Yeah, and the the guy that helped us the last time we went in was such an ass that we walked out and walked back in and canceled everything. Um, I I didn't like him, and it's the same thing. Why I left Apple was when I had a problem. And I had to call them, and it took an hour and a half on the phone with them, and they were rude. And I decided I'm done with Apple. I had the iPod, the iPad, and I had an iPod at the time. We're going back years now, so I'm never, I'm never dealing with Apple again. Not for me. So those are the two reasons why I left Apple. And I know I have fun with it. And I say Apple, so whatever. I know the phone's fine, but it was all customer service both times. 
And so I've had nothing but good experiences at T-Mobile and uh, with my phones. So I should see fine. if T-Mobile wants to cut me a deal. Oh, they'll cut you a deal to leave Verizon? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I've been there 21 uh, years. They Verizon. will absolutely cut you a deal. Oh. I would almost venture to say they'll give you a free phone. Is that right? Yeah. So I would maybe think, I'll wait till I need the, the iPhone. Phone. The 14 he told me is coming out in September. I would venture to say you'll get a brand new 14 if you leave Verizon and go is to T-Mobile. Right? I don't know that, but hmm. I would say, like he gave me yesterday, the place gave me, because we've been with them so long, so Samsung, and I'm a Samsung customer, the tablets. So I actually got, which I wasn't planning on, but I got a Samsung uh, tablet yesterday with its own phone number, and I can text. It's like having a big phone. And it's it was a $249 tablet, I believe, and they were running a promo for $125 off. And he goes, but you've been a Samsung user for however many years. He goes, fees waived. He goes, it's just $10 a month if you want it. I'm like, time out. You're going to give me this tablet, and I'm going to pay you anything? It's just $10 a month for the you know, for the line? He goes, yeah, it's the fifth line for you, so it'd be 10 bucks. Oh, okay. So I did that. Which I need for Rutgers, and I've needed yeah. it the last couple of years. Because it's a tablet it. with uh, cellular on. Yes, it's got its own number. I can text from it with a different number. I can I can mirror my phone. So it's really they have good deals. Maybe like, I'll call you on your tablet later. I'll give you the number. Give you a call. I'll give you the, I'll give you the number. And then the other thing he also would I could have had too for no fee, no charge was the Samsung phone a uh, watch. Which eh, I don't really need that. I like my Fitbit. I'm fine. Yeah. So I went with the tablet. Hmm. It was a good day. That sounds like you got a lot of electronics. Anytime you get new electronics, yeah, that's a fun. good day to me. Yeah, it's fun. All right, Jerry, uh, you and I will get on our scooters and head back home, uh, and then we'll see you tomorrow, Wednesday. Yes. Warm-up program. We'll right talk... Uh, All-star game? All-star game tomorrow, oh I guess. Oh, my God. We'll get through it, Jerry. Yeah. Boomer and Geo, that I have no idea how they're going to get they through. they got four you, hours to get through. Well, you that's my problem, Thursday and Friday with him. Right? <laughs> you and, right. right. You, uh, you and Geo, Thursday and Friday with yes. Mr. Peter Schwartz. Yes. Where's CeeLo? I don't know. Oh. Probably. I mean, he hosted Monday morning. I don't know. Oh, that's true. My guess is since Boom. Oh, is CeeLo not here Friday? No, yeah. I got Peter Schwartz both oh, days. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Peter Schwartz. Peter Schwartz. He likes, he tweets a lot about that. He loves yeah, he's a big fan. Good for him. All right, Jerry. So. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Your teams, your station. Call the fan. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't and suck. We are action packed with information today. What is up? It's Tuesday, it's 502. The Eddie Scazzeri. Hello, hello, hello. And across from me, his name is Al Peter Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. I was listening to uh, the Mike Fliegelman uh, special uh, on the overnight. Uh, the Mike Fliegelman special? Yeah. F- first of all, five hours again. I don't understand. He was on at midnight? He said uh, that'll Oof. wrap up a fast five-hour show, which I don't know fast about how that. that's possible. But he did five hours, probably mostly on Juan Soto, like a Mets. lot of right. Yeah, he goes like this: uh, "Be on tomorrow, more Juan Soto, more what? This is why I can't do this for a living, Jerry. I know you can't. More Juan Soto, <laughs> what? You know, it's funny. If I go back to, and Eddie <laughs> can certainly speak to this too." Coming into the radio station, you're fascinated by how it works and how yeah. it runs. And back in the day, you had Imus in the morning. And then, you know, whoever was in the mid I forget it was in the midday at the time, but when I started. But that Mike and the Mad Dog were the staple of the station in the afternoon, as you know, blah, 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 blah. And I would remember Mike and Chris rarely talked before the show would begin. They would talk for a couple of minutes right before the show, but that was it. And then they would go in. And it was almost as if, like, Mike didn't even know what direction Chris was going to start the show in. And there would be days, and Eddie would know this, too, where Russo would just be like, this is tough. This is a tough one today. Don't know how we're going to fill five and a half hours, but we'll fill it. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I mean, the, the conversation just kind of continues. I know. It's just funny. Like like this Juan Soto thing in particular, right? Yeah. So all indications are nothing's happening before the trade deadline. Like this is a thing well, right. that is going to happen in the off season. You would think. That's what it is. But All, you don't know that. Okay, but you don't know that. So no. I guess you keep pumping it until you Well, because I, sure. I would tell you this. Like, if, and I don't know what their asking price is going to be. I would think it a would be. A billion dollars. I think it would be a large sum of uh, players and draft picks and all that stuff. If they got knocked over by a deal next week, how do you know they don't trade them? Because I guess it just seems like there's so many moving parts and things that it's not going to get done in time. It's, you could be very right. That's what my sources. But are I also me. your sources would yeah. be um, the things I read about online, yeah. Twitter. This is this is um, it. This is classic sports radio. It is unbelievable. Is classic. What you don't like, right? It is, <laughs> right. You know why I don't? It's not that what I don't like it is I I can't do it. Like right. I can't sit here and now t- talk about Juan Soto for five hours. When nothing new happened. Well, you know what did happen yesterday, which I found fascinating because as I'm searching for sound for today, yeah, I did find a lot of audio and video, excuse me, on Twitter of Alonzo, Judge, other players. Gary Cole. That are, yeah, I didn't find him. I'm sure it's there, but I didn't find him. They've all been asked about Juan Soto. And it's funny because tampering charges, 
But reporters are asking asking direct questions to these guys. How about Juan So like Pete Alonso was asked a specific question. What do you think about there's it's been rumored? How about Shohei Otani with the Mets? He's not supposed to answer that question, nor should you be asking that question. But that's the types of questions these guys were asked. And it seemed like everybody that was with a big market team that I ran into, not ran into, that I came across on Twitter so far, has been asked about Juan Soto being traded to their team. It's just a way. So he was the story prior to the home run derby and then continued that by winning it. Right. You they, right. Then he goes and wins the home run derby. Yeah. So then there's even more reason to talk about Juan Soto. They what were, do you think of Juan Soto? They were asking Juan Soto about Juan Soto in the post-game press conference, the post-home run derby press conference. I've got a question for Juan Soto. Yes. Uh, hi, I'm Juan Soto. What do you think of Juan Soto? <laughs> <laughs> So you think this goes on, like, if I were to uh, uh, hop on the Odyssey app today, Jerry, yeah, and I grab my Odyssey app and I start to going around to uh, Odyssey sports talkers all around the country, I go to, uh, you know, our station in San Diego, are they going, we got to get Juan Soto to the Padres? I think that's a possibility that that's a big topic because that's a team that's been rumored for him, yes. You go to the fan in Pittsburgh, I dial them that's up not, on the no, Odyssey app. No. We got to get Juan Soto to no. the Pirates. They're talking about the Steelers. Oh. They're not even talking about the All-Star game or baseball. Oh. It's all Steelers and maybe pit football. So not all cities are talking no, about Juan No, it's just the Soto. big It's the Mets. It's the Yankees. It, I could be the Dodgers, I suppose. The big spenders, the Jerry. Yeah. Guess what the, what is it, the sports animal in Tampa? Yeah. They're not talking about Juan Soto coming to Tampa. We got to get him to the Rays. They're, no. So I you don't think that even comes up? No, not at There's all. There's definitely some callers that call, but go, you know, we could turn this all around if we get Juan Soto oh, for to sure. the Rays. You, hey, could you, you imagine Juan Soto hitting the roof of the the Thunderdome or whatever we're the calling trop. it these days? You produced in Tampa. You know the deal. Yeah. I don't remember. It was so long ago. I don't know what we did, Jerry. We didn't even have the internet when I was in. Oh, you were listening to the Tampa. fabulous sports babe. That's right. Hoo-ah. Right. Exactly. Hi, babe. First time caller. Hoo-ah. Can I play for you? Should I do this now or should I do this next segment? Well, what is it? It's the speak out of both sides of your mouth segment. Does it have to do with Juan Soto, Jerry? Juan Soto and Aaron Judge. Okay, yes. Then this fits because this is the Juan Soto segment. We're going to do five hours today on Juan Soto. Well, Strap in, everybody. Put on your seatbelts if you're on in the car. All right. So this, uh, we'll start with Soto because what did Soto turn down this past weekend? $440 million, Jerry, 15 years. Monster contract, right? Big time case. So now, because he turned that down, the conversation is that the Nationals are now going to be willing to trade him. Okay. So someone asked him. That's not a fair question, probably, but his answer is horrendous. Asked him what? Hey, how about the notion of the Nationals changing their tune now? They said they wouldn't trade you, and now it looks like they wanted you. Yeah, you just turned down 15 yes. years and f- half a billion dollars, and here was his answer. A couple of weeks ago, they were saying they will never trade me, and now they, all these things he came out. Uh, feels really uncomfortable. Yeah, could you turn down right. half a billion dollars? I thought I read. I'm glad I heard that, Jerry, because I read that yesterday. Oh, my like, God. He's uncomfortable talking about it now because he thought he's going to be there forever, and they changed their tune? Holy crap. No. You, you, change you don't want to be there. Right. I, hilarious. And then here's one. I I really do. I'm, I'm no Yankee fan, but I love Aaron Judge. I don't know how you can't. He's everything that you want a ball player to be. I would think. Is that fair? Yeah, that's very fair to me, Jerry. What did Aaron Judge turn down before the season began? An offer from the Yankees. Pretty big offer. Pretty good one. Now, you see what Soto was offered. I right, fine. Maybe he's going to hold out. Well, not 15 years. He's 30 already. But... 
Maybe he wants to hold out for the 10-year, $400 million contract as opposed to the God knows what it was. It was a lot, but I don't remember. Here he is. I'll just play it. I labeled this judge talking out of both sides of his mouth when talking about contract, future, blah, blah, blah. You know, I play this game because I love it. I play this game because, you know, I, you know, God gave me a gift to be here. And, okay. You know, Fair. I n- never want to take that for granted. So, for me, it's never been about I, I want, never been out the money. I want to play for the Yankees. I want to, you know, be here for a long time, you know, and if it works out, it works out. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. It's out of my hands. You know, I can't really control. No, it's in your that. hands. The whole thing was in your yeah. hands. And you basically threw it over your shoulder and said, it's about the money. It's so bizarre. These guys are unbelievable. And I, you can say it's about the money. It's okay. I think I'd respect it more than saying, it's nothing to do with the money. I want to be a Yankee. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> right. right. Not- you got to go like this. I love playing for the Yankees. But it is going to come down to a business decision. Fine. Right. That would be totally fine. But instead, for me, it's just been about focusing on the game and playing the game. And, you know, when, when I'm a free agent and oh. we decide where we go, oh. you know, we'll figure that all out later. You just said you want to be a Yankee, and it's not about the money. So now it's about free agency and where you end up. And it's not like they offered him nothing, Jerry. No. they. I mean, it was it was basically $300 million over, what, eight years or something? I something forget like exactly that. what the number was. But it was, tw- I think, on annual, an annual salary of 29 or $30 million a year. So you you want to be a Yankee or you don't? I, I oh god, I, it makes you sick, Jerry. In the ten minutes we've been on, have you changed your tune on Juan Soto? What do you think of Juan Soto? <laughs> have there been any updates on Juan Soto? Is um, he coming to the Mets? Is he coming to the Yankees? Juan Soto wants to be somewhere. That's what I know. Somewhere. Then I was seeing like Juan Soto. When Juan Soto plays at City Field, he dominates. Well, actually, Juan Soto told you that. Because when? he was, uh, well, yesterday, because he was specifically asked about playing for the Mets, and oh. he turned the conversation to this. Playing New York against the Mets, I love it. I love to play against them, hit the ball far. If you see my numbers in that field, it's just amazing. <laughs> I just beat their asses when I show up in City Field in Queens. I just He's like Stanton. Remember Stanton in City Field? Yeah. He used to hit just nukes all over the place. Perfect. Well, this is Juan Soto. So maybe, what do you think? Juan Soto to the match? Jerry, did you say Juan Soto? <laughs> He's replacing the digital. He's digital. <laughs> he Could you imagine if we got digital Juan Soto here? <laughs> <laughs> Give it time. Give it. Listen, there's not much going on over the next couple of days. If Izzo is smart, he will make a Soto to the Mets little cartoon yeah. for digital. What if we did this, Jerry? A podcast just about Juan Soto. The Juan Soto podcast? Hi, yeah. I'm Al Dukes. I'm your host. I'll be your host of the Juan Soto podcast. We will break down where Juan Soto will go, what he's thinking, who are people, people that are in the know about Juan Soto, what he has to say. <laughs> We're going to talk to Juan Soto's mom. <laughs> I'm going to be a guest on the Rico Bronya podcast about oh, Juan man. Soto. Yeah, why don't you have Evan as a guest? And I'm going to have Evan as a guest on the Juan Soto podcast. Where's Davey Johnson? Did he manage him or probably not? He might have. He was gone by then, I guess. We're going to talk to Davey Johnson. What does he think of Juan Soto? Any relation to the 86 Mets? It's Juan Soto. <laughs> Wall-to-wall Soto. Right. On H- on WFAN HD1, the Juan Soto sports talk station. <laughs> um, if there's a God, Geo and Boomer and Geo open with Juan of Soto. Of course they will. What else? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, no. I mean, you could open up with the new Juan rule Soto. for the All-Star game tonight. You could open with that, that they're going to have a home run derby. So, they, so, yeah, I, so I was confused by this. I, I only 
hearing the Peter Schwartz, Peter uh, Schwartz. Uh, update at the top of the hour. I thought when they go, uh, oh, if the game is tied tonight, yes, they after have to go to nine, a home run derby. I thought they went to the results of this home run derby. No. And thanks to Juan Soto, Jerry, the National <laughs> League would win because it's Juan Soto. No, if they win, it's going to be, let's see here. Oh, they uh, have an, another home run yes, derby. Yes, it'll be Ty France, Julio Rodriguez, and Kyle Tucker against Pete Alonso, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Kyle Schwarber. Where's Juan Soto? He's not in it. What? Neither is Giancarlo Stanton, who, interestingly enough, was on MLB Network yesterday. And this all came down yesterday afternoon. So as he's on an MLB network, they said to Stanton, you know, would that be something you'd be interested in? He's absolutely, that's awesome. He goes, matter of fact, I'd like to do that for regular season games so we can end these games after nine and just whatever, have a home run derby. He's like, I'm in. But yet, he, why wouldn't you have Giancarlo Stanton involved in that if he wants to do it? No offense to Kyle Tucker. That's fine. But do you want, does the world want to see Giancarlo Stanton or do they want to see Kyle Tucker and Ty France? I want to see Juan Soto. <laughs> You're not getting Juan Soto. And if he's yeah, Juan Soto for the National League swings from the right hand side, for the American League swings to the left hand side, and Juan Soto then decides the game himself. Oh, there you go. What about this, Jerry? After nine innings, Juan Soto flips a coin. <laughs> it's all about Juan Soto, <laughs> and he uh, is not in it. He won a million dollars last night for that. Uh, oh, home is run that derby. right? Yes, just four hundred and thirty-nine million less than what he turned yeah. down. But a nice little million-dollar bump from last nice. night. Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. What? You know what? I'll tell you who's pretty good. I know I'm running through all my sound, but whatever. Uh, yes. But I was going to say, you're so, you're kind of you're a somewhat Met fan. I'm a huge Met Le- fan. This is why Pete Alonzo will one day have his number retired at City Field. He's just going to be. Listen to this. when he was He was asked what it's like playing in front of the Met fans. And what it's like playing at City Field when the place is packed and blah, 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 blah. Easily the most passionate fan base um, in all of baseball. So I'm just so, so blessed uh, to be able to, to play in front of the uh, Flushing Faithful night in and night out. So it's it's truly it's truly special. Blessed and special. Mm-hmm. That guy, man. I know he's, he's a little out there. But if you're a Met fan, how do you not love that guy? And he was lifting weights in between yeah, rounds. What was that all? He was deadlifting. He was deadlifting in his full uniform in between rounds of the home run derby. And I if guess you to stay in shape. And if you he's in well, if you're just waking up, he made it to the second or the oh, semifinals right. and he got knocked out by Julio Rodriguez. I believe it was Rodriguez. I'm pretty sure. And how about how about but the 42-year-old uh, Albert Pujols? How did he do? He knocked out Schwarber in the first round. Nice. Yeah, and then actually the competed well in the second round. But, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool that, that he cool. went out there and uh, and actually did a nice job. So, But they all lost to who, Jerry? Juan Soto. Juan Soto. When we come back, we have a lot to do. Uh, when we come back, we are going to break down Juan Soto's stats in the American Legion as well as when he played back home, wherever that is. I'm not sure. We will check that. And also, his dad is going to call in. So we have a guest coming up on the warm-up show, which we don't do, and we're going to take your calls on Juan Soto at 877-337-6666. And I have sound from Juan Soto coming back as well, talking about his future. It's Juan Soto all the time. (laughs) I'm the fan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. October of 98. Where were you in your career? Florida. You were in Tampa? Yeah. Juan Soto was born in October of 1998. Juan Soto. Just saying. Mr. Soto. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on vacation about four years ago, I went to the Dominican Republic. You know who was born there? Juan Soto. Oh, yes, he was. Yes. yes, he was. You know, the other night, I actually drove to Washington to see a Nationals game. You know who plays for the Nationals? Juan Soto, yep. Jerry. That's right. That's right. Now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. Now you're... Who's got 20 home runs with uh, 43 RBIs this year? Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Juan Soto. <laughs> no more amigato, Mr. Juan Soto. That could have been a... You could have done a song. I know. Well, I did it right there. I, I, well, I don't think Boomer's going to say, well, that's okay. <laughs> uh, this whole talk of Juan Soto reminds me of uh, the great... Reds pitcher from the 1980s, Mario Soto. Mm. You remember him, Eddie? I, Mario I do. Soto? I remember you, him. Jerry? I do, yeah. Oh, you used to love Mario Soto. Of course <laughs> you did. I was in uh, San Francisco in 92, I think it was. I saw Giants-Reds at Candlestick. The game was 158. Mario Soto shut the Giants out. An what? hour, 58 minutes? Correct. Mario Soto, he would just shut it down. Do you feel like when you... So I went to one game once. I went and saw Mets-Dodgers at Shea Stadium once with my parents, and the game was like an hour 50. I feel like I got ripped off. (laughs) And it sounds funny because we complain about the length of games, but I feel like if the game doesn't go two and a half hours, I want some money back. No, I was happy. No, it's nothing. It's like you barely sat down. I think you get ripped off you don't see a couple home runs. I always felt that about going to a baseball game. If I didn't see like... Two home runs. I was like, hmm. And also at the old stick, trough urinals. Oh, no. Is that true? Uh, yep. Wow. What You would have had to hold it. I would have had to hold it, yeah. That would have been. Or, you know what you do? You go in the middle of an inning. Yeah, like a, Mario Soto's got a no-hitter. <laughs> That's an hour runs to the bathroom. I'd run right in when no one was in there and use the trough urinals. <laughs> Guy's got one out in the ninth inning of a no-hitter. Al's in the bathroom. Because <laughs> no one else is there. Right. That's when uh, you got to go. Boy, those troughs. Oof. Uh, two things I saw on the internet uh, yesterday. Porn. Uh, well, that's all over the internet, but this was a uh, social media uh, WFAN related. You catching a ball with a catcher's mitt. Yes, the video of you and I, Jerry, of where 
I said it's very difficult as a catcher to scoop a ball with the catcher's mitt and put a tag down. All right. So how did we do a lot of views on that? Or I no? think it's at twelve thousand now. Not nothing great. But wow, so uh, my kid's home run video really did well. Oh, did very well, Jerry. That's interesting. Okay. But uh, a lot of people said I looked more athletic than they thought. Which was nice. Well, you're thin. That was nice to hear. Yeah. I, I actually didn't think you looked athletic. You looked in shape. And I scooped up. I had a couple scoops. Yeah, I know you uh, did. With the, with the glove. As I said, you would. And then the second thing that I saw uh, internet related is Evan put out a picture of his foot. What happened to his foot? I don't. I think it's just his foot. Why? Just his foot looks weird. It's very bizarre looking. Why would he do that? I'm not sure. It must have come up on the Carton Roberts show, but Evan put out a picture of his foot. I don't know if he has COVID foot because he has COVID. COVID foot's a thing now? I don't know. It might be. Or if just right, that's Evan's foot. It's disgusting now. I got to check Evan's foot. And I know people make money on the, on the internet by posting feet pictures. There's certain guys that have uh, foot fetishes. I don't know if that's what Evan was going for or if uh, it was just a conversation piece on the program and then uh, Evan put out a picture of his foot from there. So I don't see it on Evan's. He must have deleted it because I don't see it on his feed. Really? No. So I'm going to go. I will go to the WFL. Really beautiful feet. Yeah, really beautiful. Well, I think actually in this case, Alice saying it's not beautiful feet. So I will see here if I look for Evan's. Oh, good Lord. Let's see. Did you find it? Evan's foot? I did not. Let me check Craig Carton's feet. Do oh, you think Craig is the one that did it now? Let's see. Yep, Craig put it out. All right, but there's no context to this? No, it just says the million-dollar foot, Evan Roberts. Let's see here. It's disgusting. Oh, why would we do this? I don't know. Evan's a big toe. The nail looks like it's got some fungus going on. Then his Oh, his, God, it's like yellowish. Ugh. Then his pointer finger toe is separated from his other, the last three toes look like they're very close together and the little baby toe the nail looks like it's all all right this little piggy went all the way home jerry good grief there's a charlie brown move there's certain things we don't need to see. evan's foot one of them yes okay i don't need to see anything with evan that doesn't have clothes on i'll i would agree with that to be quite honest evan any part of evan's body nude we do oh evan do us a favor keep your pants on keep your shirt on and keep your shoes and socks on. Oh, good lord, Jerry! You know how we have a, a potential weight issue with Makai Becton here. Boomer's very locked in on uh, what Makai Becton weighs. So I've heard, yes, uh, he thinks he's uh, too uh, large, too fat. Is this a Juan Soto weight story? Is no, he overweight now? I have moved on just for a moment oh, okay. f- uh, from Juan Soto, Jerry. Just for one minute, if there's any breaking news about Juan Soto. <laughs> While we are discussing this, someone will break in immediately, Jerry. Yes, of course. Uh, Dan Rather is going to break in with any Juan Soto news. Dan Rather is doing the next big interview. What are you talking about? Oh. Maybe it'll be Juan Soto. <laughs> I'm Dan Rather. The next big interview will be Juan Soto of the Nationals. Oh, man. No, but uh, we hear, like, Makai Becton is overweight, and he's going to prove uh, everybody wrong. He's going to show up in shape and dominate for the Jets this uh, I hope season. He does. I, hope I he do does. as well. Well, another uh, story of another uh, fat football player uh, showed up yesterday. Who's with, this? With some dispute, but they just only two teams reported yesterday. Yeah, well, uh, evidently the Buccaneers. This, is according to Rick Stroud, who's been a Tampa uh, person who covered the Bucks when I was down there, Jerry. He was covering the Buccaneers, so he's been there a long time. Right, Leonard Fournette. They say showed up weighing 260 pounds. I didn't even know Leonard Fournette was still playing. Oh, yeah, he's playing. I didn't realize that. He's running it back. Okay. He showed up at 260 pounds. Now, last year, he was 228 pounds. 
I did the math on that. That's a 32-pound weight gain. It's like what I gained during the pandemic. You put on 32 LBs? I put on 22. You would gain 22 pounds during the pandemic? Yeah. To where I am now, yeah. Wow. Yippers. Isn't that great? That really threw me off there for a moment. I got all the way up to 205. Wow. I I was 180. I think when the pandemic began, and I was up when the pandemic began. I think I started around one. I think it was one eighty two or one eighty three. I got all the way to one two hundred five. Is that the highest you've ever been? Two hundred five. Yes, two hundred two was the previous high that I'd ever been, and then we did insanity in two thousand twelve, and I got down to one seventy three. Wow! I lost twenty nine pounds doing that over the course of about a year, year and a half. Now I got up to two hundred five. I'm, I'm, I think I'm down to one ninety five now, but I've got, I got twenty pounds to go. Hmm. Yeah. I got another at least another ten or twelve to get back to pre pandemic weight. Right. So I'm Leonard Fournette. Uh hi. I'd rather be Juan Soto. <laughs> oh, Jerry, if I could pick it be <laughs> Leonard Fournette or Juan Soto, I would definitely be Juan Soto. Leslie on Twitter writes Juan Soto gave WFAN talkies a much needed boost during the All Star break. With nothing else to talk about, Soto gave them three days of material. <laughs> and counting. Yeah, we're not done yet. No, because Juan Soto won the home run derby What last if he night? wins the MVP tonight in the All-Star game? Then we got more Juan Soto Juan news. Soto. <laughs> and then when the Yankees start on Thursday, their doubleheader against the Astros, if the Yankees had Juan Soto, <laughs> we would have an extra bat. In the middle of the order. Yeah. I'm telling you. Now, Leonard Fournette says, totally fake news, sad and that he's only 245 pounds, which is still heavier than 228 pounds. Significantly. But he says he put on muscle. 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 Yeah, yeah Fournette, it makes we, sense. We all thought was done before he hooked up with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, right? Like, he was... That's what I'm saying. I didn't realize, even when he came back, he wasn't... He didn't do a whole hell of a lot. He had a nice streak there where where they went to him for a while. Like, once, when the later... I, I feel like it was, like, later on in the season... When their other running backs retired, yes. Leonard Fournette showed up Juan Soto style and took over. <laughs> oh, man. So today is going to be all about Leonard Fournette and Juan Soto. Yeah. Well, Leonard Fournette claims he's fatter than he was, but not as fat as Rick Stroud in Tampa, the journalist says. Back in the day, you would go to training camp. I'm yeah. sure Boomer would speak to this. And guys would lose the weight. They'd have the two-a-days because they weren't working out all off-season right. like they They'd are now. Right, they show up uh, out of shape. So Leonard Fournette, when by the time you get to opening week of exactly. the NFL season, the first Sunday, I'm sure he'll be just fine. He'll be slim, trim, muscular. I would think so. Ready to barrel over dudes. I would certainly think so. I like Leonard Fournette. Like, I liked him yeah, in that I, Buccaneer because I felt don't like... Don't like him or dislike him. I felt like his career was over. And they, and it was weird even when the Bucks signed Leonard Fournette. Everyone was like, Leonard Fournette? Right. And he did do well for them. Oh, good for him. Yeah, good for him. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, he did well, Jerry. By the way, Juan Soto is what trending. about him? Yeah, what happened? Is he's, there any news? No, he's trending. On, on oh, Twitter, he's trending. As you can imagine. I mean, yeah. he's Juan Soto. I'm Juan Soto. And that does impress us much today, actually. Now, there is uh, also, we got the news from our station in Pittsburgh yesterday. Well, about what? Andrew Filipponi. you familiar that's with him? That's G's friend. I'm not, but that's G's friend. G's friend. He's on the air there at uh, Pittsburgh. He had a video of them removing the giant Heinz ketchup bottles from Heinz Field. Well, yeah, they're not sponsoring them anymore. No, but there was some thought that that uh, Heinz was going to do, was still sponsoring the Steelers. Yes. And because they're iconic ketchup bottles. At the stadium, they were going to be left at the stadium oh, somewhere. I gotcha. 
but they did in fact move we'll, them. We'll pick one up. Oh, I'd love a giant Heinz ketchup bottle. How tall those things must be? Yeah, so huge. There's two of them. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. So I don't know where they went. Do they go back to the Heinz company? I would think they, well. Like a real Pittsburgh fan? That's an interesting question. Did the Steelers pay for it as part of the agreement for the massive amounts of money they paid, or did the Steelers supply them with that? I'm not Steelers. Or did Heinz supply them with that? Who owns the giant Heinz ketchup bottles? I don't know. I'm telling you, if you were a rich guy in Pittsburgh and a huge Steeler fan, and you have like this giant place in your home, your basement where you watch games. Well, I don't know. You're not going to fit it in there. But you bring, put it in the backyard. Yeah, bring that giant high. Right, because it's it's used to being out in bad weather. Right, sure. Put it leaning up against the big tree in the backyard. Yeah. Right next to your cornhole boards that are that have Steeler logos on them. Yes. That would be cool. My guess is they're just going to disappear. And then years from now, Jerry, on one of those uh, shows on A&E where they, what are they, pawn stars? Or yeah, pawn- someone's going to walk in with it with <laughs> six guys carrying it through the door. What do we got here? This is the Heinz ketchup bottle from uh, Heinz Field. You know what I don't like about that show? Which one? I don't know. Like, well, what, no, there's I a shouldn't say Pawn Star. I, I more Storage Wars. The storage one thing wars. I don't like about that show is the way they calculate how much money guys are going to make yeah. from buying crap. Like they're just going to sell it, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't like well, that he one. just he just made me you a know, four grand. No, he didn't. Right. He's going to go throw it in his dumpy shop and hope someone comes in and pays that for it. Correct. That's such a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, where the the Pawn Stars and the uh, Pawn Shops are cooler. I agree. I was like, well, what were you hoping to get for this uh, gigantic Heinz ketchup bottle? $44,000. Right, let me see what I got. It comes back. I'll give you two eighty for it. <laughs> okay. I just sold with the other one. The other one is uh, on the internet. I know. It's free. I like when they bring in the expert. Yeah. They, oh, what is this? Oh, this is a gun from 1610. Oh, let me get my 1610 <laughs> expert in. And then there he is. <laughs> Meantime, it's his cousin from down the block. Right. I have a, uh, an old gun expert going to come in. It's come on. It's not going to be worth nearly what you think it is. It is a cool show, though. No, yeah, I do like that. You know what I started getting into yesterday? This is probably more podcast worthy, but whatever. I think it was on. I think it was on History Channel. I'm not sure how America was built. Mm-hmm. Fascinating to where I actually re- started recording the series. How about me? What was the? Did they do one topic per show? Well, it's. It seems like it goes, you know, year by year, and you know, um, right now it's the Rockefellers fighting with the. Um, the Carnegies over, you know, steel and and then the Edison's coming into the picture with electricity in New York City. But it was all about you know, building the railroads. It really very interesting, actually. So you were like, let me record this series. Because I, yes, because I got into the one and I couldn't turn it off. And then I had to leave. I knew I had to leave. I didn't want to start the second one. And each, each episode's two hours. So I'm like, you know what? I recorded the series. And I didn't pick up in the beginning. I clearly picked up from where the railroads were being built. Um, and now in New York, what's going on? It's, I just, I found it interesting. How America was built. I think that's what it was called. The Juan Soto years. <laughs> he was not in this. Not yet. Not yet. You know, they're putting one together right now. Well, I, when you get to 2022, Juan yes. Soto is going to be prominently featured. The Juan Soto years. All right. More on Juan Soto coming up next. And then Boomer and Gio will break down Juan Soto before Brandon Tierney breaks down Juan Soto before <laughs> Evan Roberts dreams the dream of Juan Soto being a Met, and Craig wants Juan Soto to be a Yankee. And then we'll get to Keith McPherson, who will think about Juan Soto, about being a Yankee, and then maybe we will reset tomorrow. Who knows? But right now, it's Juan Soto on the fan.
All right, great to have you with us. It is a Juan Soto Tuesday. Just a couple of notes on Juan Soto if you're not familiar with him. He bats left. He throws left. He's an outfielder. Plays for the Washington Nationals, but could end up on the Padres, the Mets, the Yankees, the Dodgers, don't know. Could be traded. He's got a nickname of La Fiera, Bambino, and Soto Pacheco. So little things that uh, you find on Baseball Reference about Juan Soto on this Soto Tuesday. Oh, it's going to be a big Soto Tuesday on the fan, Jerry. Lots of Juan Soto talk. Where will he go? When will it happen? Will it happen? And by the way, Childish Bambino is his nickname, not Bambino. Oh, child, uh, after the rapper Childish Gambino. Okay. That's a rapper, Jerry. Right, and Bambino is Babe Ruth. And ba- exactly. So it's a kind of a cool nickname that right That is there. a very cool nickname. I like that one. Yeah. I see David Faraday is reportedly leaving NBC for Live Golf. This Live uh, Golf is going to be the premier golf it, league. So everybody was making fun of yeah. it. And I understand why you would. And now I see why the PGA Tour was so concerned. But it's also, I said this at the time. If I was the PGA Tour, I would have said, I would have allowed guys to go play on it, but capped how many events they could play. So, for instance... Live golf. It's like they're allowed to play on the European tour. Now, I don't know if it's the same organization. I don't know exactly how that works. But if you can play on the PGA tour and the in the European tour, I would tell them if you want to play live golf, that's fine. Six you're we got to cap you at six or seven events. And then you let them play on both. Yes. Now you're running into a situation with the money they're throwing around. And for everybody that's going to sit there and scream and yell about it, you turn down thirty or forty million dollars. Before you, you know, whatever. And I'm not taking everything else into account. I'm talking about the golf and the money right now. They could end up being, for real, the premier tour. Which, for me, would be weird. Because I don't like the format they're playing. It it doesn't interest me all that much. But now David Faraday's going? It's interesting. Does this feel like uh, when the USFL was taking premier players from the NFL? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly possible. Yes. I would think I was I was a kid. I mean, I was what I was ten years old. What was USFL? Early eighties, right? Eighty three, right? So I was nine years old. I remember going to USFL games at Giant Stadium with my parents. Not a lot, but a couple of them because I was a Herschel Walker fan. Um, but I don't remember it enough, other than what I've read and seen. But I would say it's probably comparable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and then this has the added us Saudi Arabia situation for sure. Which the USFL didn't have, of course. Right. But it just feels like like another competing thing that's taking all of the premier players. Well, they haven't taken all the premier players yet. I mean, you Who's still have. Well, Rory McElroy is still oh. left. Tiger Woods, although not still the same, Good is point. still against Live Golf. I mean, there's still. I'd have to go through the. Uh, Jordan Spieth is still on the PGA Tour. Uh, Brooks Kepka went to Live Golf, right? Spieth, yeah, Spieth is still on Spieth. the uh, PGA Tour. So you still have a lot of the top golfers, but for how long? I mean, at some point, I don't I don't know. Like, if I offered you, if I told you that I could guarantee you 15 times what you're making right now, guaranteed money, and a salary, like the 15 times going to be a bonus. So let's just say, for argument's sake, you make $25,000 a year. I'm going to guarantee you I check right now. For $375,000, and then you're going to have the opportunity to still make another 50000 a year. Are you really saying no to that? No, I would uh, I would sign up. And, oh, by the way, the events are going to be in your homeland, most of them. Like, that's the thing. That was the thing that confused me, too. I thought all these 
Oh, so they're all going to be near. They're well, all the next be one's a Trump, in, I think, in Bedminster or somewhere. Yeah. It's a Trump course around here. I think they're fantastic. Okay, fine. Which is why he's, he's hosting. They, but yeah, there was one in, wasn't there one in uh, Portland, Oregon two weeks yes. ago? Like, so you're playing for them, but you're playing here. Yeah, I thought, I'm with you. I thought they were all going to be in foreign countries. So did I. Or and the they... first one was in London. But that's whatever. I mean, that's nothing unusual. I thought they were going to all be in Arab countries. Yeah, they were, they were going to be in dangerous countries. Like, you're going to go have to go play golf in a dangerous country. Do you remember when I said to you, when all the quotes from Mickelson came out in the expose that's been, or the book or whatever it is, that talks about him, the quotes about when he was talking about those people that they they might have, they were bad. I forget how we, I don't have the quote in front of me, but he didn't speak of them very kindly. The Saudis? Yes. Remember I said to you, would he even feel comfortable, even with all this money, feeling protected when he goes overseas to play in these Arab countries? And then you find out they're not going there. They're all here. Yeah. So I I don't know. I would like to sit there and say I wouldn't take the money too, but I'm not going to do that because I probably would. Right, especially now, like, if you're not the only one. Like, if you were one of the first guys to take the money. Yeah. But at this point, like, everyone's going. Uh, especially if, what's the kid's name? Cameron Smith, who just won the U.S., uh, the yeah. uh, British Open. Yes. Certainly sounded like he's thinking about it. What if he did this? You said, uh. How about Juan Soto to the live tour? Oh, Jerry, he would never go. He would never betray America. <laughs> Not Juan Soto. Not the Juan Soto I know. Yeah. We, never mind. He <laughs> hey, what was this thing the other day that LeBron James was playing in? The Drew League. I what does was that not, mean? I, what so is the I, Drew League? I was not familiar with the Drew League. Um, by the way, Trump Bedminster, July 29th to the 31st, is a live tournament event. And just real quick, and then we'll get to that. When you look yeah. at the events, because that's what I was curious about, Here, here's where they're playing. There are some. So here's what's left for this year. Trump Bedminster end of July. I I don't know if there's anything in August. Labor uh, maybe this Labor Day. When's Labor Day? Labor Day weekend the fifth or sixth. So Labor Day weekend they're in Boston. Then two weeks after that they're in Chicago. They do go to Bangkok in October. They go to somewhere called Jeddah. I don't know where that is. That's October. It's mid October. And then they're in Miami at the at Doral Trump Doral at the end of October. I would pretend I pulled a hamstring before I had to go to Bangkok. I'd be like, mm, I'm going to sit this one out. I don't know what goes on in Bangkok. Might be great, but who knows? Is Bangkok one of those places you probably never see? I will probably never, ever be in Bangkok. Yeah, I don't Bangkok. think I would either. Jeddah is in Saudi Arabia. Okay. Ooh, a, that could be a dangerous one. So it looks like, and I'm sorry, where is Bangkok? I think it's in Thailand. I think I he's right, but let me Google that, Jerry. Okay. How do you spell bang and then what? <laughs> and then K-O-K. Bangkok is in uh, Thailand. All right. So they've had one event in London, one in Thailand, and one in Saudi Arabia, and all the other ones have been here in the U.S. Actually, Jerry, Bangkok is the capital of Thailand. Oh, is that true? Whenever I hear like a group of dudes are going to Thailand, I'm like, mm, they're up to something. Nothing good going on there. <laughs> no, they're a group of dudes going on a man vacation Where's to the Thailand. Place? Remember uh, Bunzel used to go to, Eddie, where he used to go on vacation, and nothing good happens there. It's all like legalized uh, Where is prostitution. That's what I'm asking you. No, who? who? Dave Bunzel. He used to go every year on vacation. Was it Amsterdam? Yes. 
See, Amsterdam, though, I always think that that's... Amsterdam. <laughs> when I hear someone's going to Amsterdam, I assume they're going to get hashish. And, and prostitutes. And prostitutes. I know, legalized prostitutes. Yeah. I know. Terrible. When I hear guys are going to Thailand, I think... What? Uh, what? Underage prostitutes. Oh, that's awful. Exactly. No, that's not good. Like Amsterdam. Am- Again, Amsterdam, <laughs> not Amsterdam. Why can't I say it? <laughs> Amsterdam seems like it's a real business over there, and it's run like these are our prostitutes. This is our hashish. This is our package get, deals. Would you would you smoke hashish in Amsterdam? No chance. <laughs> I'd end up locked up. <laughs> you might. You might. Well, no, it's Bangkok. Legal. <laughs> yeah, it's legal. I know, but I'm afraid of like what happened with Brittany Griner, how she's now in a Russian jail. I, yeah. And I've seen all these TV shows locked up abroad. Well, I'd go there. They'd be like, oh, you're in Amsterdam. It's uh, You could do hashish. I'd be like, oh, let me smoke some. And then they'd be like, you're coming with us to jail. <laughs> You'd wet yourself. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> That's funny. Well, what were you asking me before all this? I'm sorry, I cut you off. With oh, the... the Drew League. Like, what yeah, is that? So I, I saw so... LeBron playing in a, a game. It looks like a, a pickup, bunch of games, like a pickup outdoor yeah, it's a, game I, in the park. This is something I was not honestly wasn't familiar with until I started seeing it this year. And they yeah. were and Boomers like, oh, it's been around forever, and it has been. It's been around since the '70s. It's some summer league pro am type of league out in L.A. And he, and that's where I said, stop, not him, but any of these guys that play in things like this, stop complaining that you can't pay for the team that's paying you gazillions of dollars when all you do is play basketball in the summer. How about this? Don't play in the summer and be ready to play all fall, winter, and spring. So, yeah, that's the that's Drew League. He had 42 points in the game the other day. I think that was the game Kyrie Irving was supposed to be his teammate, and he, yes. he didn't show. He did not show up, he right? He didn't show up. No. Yeah. I think Kyrie is now resigned to the fact he's going to be a net. Yeah, look as it looks like. It 100% looks like that. Now, the I saw a thing about the uh, Washington Wizards interested in Kevin Durant. Okay. Yeah, good luck. Kevin Durant will be a net, so will Kyrie Irving. After this year, God knows. Right. But they I got do, one more shot. They are going, they're going to have to take another shot at it. I do believe that. So, hey, good for them. Hey, good for them. Oh, and uh, the Boston Celtics fired back at LeBron James on his uh, show, The Shop. Yes. You guys played this the other day, right, with uh, Peter Schwartz? Uh, I believe so, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, he had said that the, that the Boston fans are very racist, and he says that he thinks the Celtics had something to do with selling T-shirts that said the F word, LBJ. Okay. Blank LBJ. And uh, they came out and said, the Celtics did, we do not sell apparel at the team store that disparages LeBron James or any other player. Fine. I will say, though, and Eddie, can you can back me up on this, I think. Boston has been thought to have been. A... Oh, yes. I mean, that's not a crazy thought that he had. It is not. What was nuts was someone did post a tweet by LeBron saying he's never experienced racism in Boston. Oh. <laughs> I think in 2018 he tweeted that, I think. Well, maybe it got real hot and heavy from 18 maybe. to 22. Uh, it's certainly possible. The fans have been crazy lately, that so maybe. True. Right. Remember after the pandemic, the fans are going nuts. Yes. Quick break. Coming right back. Boomer and Geo at 6. Odyssey Sportsman at Amy Lawrence and James Harden. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. He stands six foot two. He weighs two hundred and twenty-seven pounds. He's an outfielder from the Dominican Republic. His name is Juan Soto. Welcome to Juan Soto Day here on the Fan. What else? Al? I cannot wait for Juan Soto, Jerry. The uh, Jeter documentary got underway last night. Now I recorded it, but I don't know if that 
the home run derby went late, and if so, I'm going to miss part of it. Then what happens? Uh, well, why didn't you do the extra 30-minute extension? Like, I don't like doing You should that. always do that. I don't know. I don't like doing But now you're going to miss the end. Yeah, I hope when they replay it like at a like before part two. Why don't you like doing that? What I don't exactly know. does that take I away from not your do life? It because this, because it, ESPN should have been smart enough to not run that documentary right at a start time that was not set in stone. And when you put it on after a home run derby or a game, but that's you why don't... they're that's they're trying to get you to stay with the home run derby. And wait for the Jeter documentary. And then they had that little thing with Jeter. I don't know if you saw it. Now that the All-Star game is over, now watch my documentary on ESPN. Is that what he did? <laughs> yes. I was Boring. Out, I don't goofy. even know like what time that got underway. Well, around with the documentary? Yeah. Who's after the home run derby? Yeah, yeah but I don't know what time. It could Who's have been after midnight. Juan Soto won the home run Juan derby? Juan Soto won. <laughs> yeah, and I don't he know. introduced Derek Jeter. <laughs> Hi, I'm Juan Soto. Soon, there one year, there'll be a 10-part documentary about my career. So today we talked about Juan Soto, yeah. Bangkok, and where? what else? And Jetta. Mm. And Evan's foot. And Evan's, Evan's disgusting foot. foot. Yeah. Ugh. It was disgusting. Terrible. Oh, and Amsterdam. And Amsterdam. Yeah. Places we'll never Bangkok. see. Or really want to see. I just want to see Bradley Beach. That's it. <laughs> and your Derek Jeter documentary. I don't and I want... Right. Without I saw getting cut off. many people said his mom was the star oh, of the first right? episode. Yes. Which I, makes sense. I like that little kid who does the tip of the hat with the respect thing. I forget who that kid is. His sister's kid. Okay. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.